0: You're listening to the Winter Interview Series on the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by mark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at Xmark.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service. Educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 391, entitled, Interview with Matthew Jensen from Jensen Lawn Care. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. And of course, for those questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys have been sending through, uh, if you guys are at all interested in sharing your lawn care business journey, and doing one of these uh, interview episodes be sure to reach out to me you can do so by going to longcarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact and sending me an email through there or if you follow me on instagram uh, you can uh, just send me a dm uh, message as well and uh, we can coordinate uh, a time and a date to do an interview uh, episode uh, just like this one so, uh, without uh, further ado, I'd like to uh, int- uh, introduce my uh, guest for this week, and it's Matthew Jensen from Jensen Lawn Care. Hey, Matthew, how's it going? Good, how about
1: yourself, Julio?
0: I'm doing great. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming onto the podcast, and Happy New Year.
1: I know, Happy New Year. It's uh, another new year, and uh, hopefully it'll be better than some of the years that
0: we've had. Yeah, the last few years uh, have been uh, pretty rough. We'll uh, definitely uh, get into that. Um, But for those that don't know, uh, we did do a previous interview episode, uh, one of my traditional sort of interview episodes, uh, where we go through sort of my uh, stock questions that I ask everybody. Uh, But that was back in December 2019, just before uh, the apocalypse happened. (laughs) And uh, the (laughs) Uh, It was episode number 228, so if people uh, are interested in sort of listening uh, to that uh, sort of uh, beginning series, three years, a lot can change in three years, and that's actually uh, why you've uh, uh, requested to come back on the show, to talk about some changes uh, and share uh, what you're up to now. So uh, for those that don't know you and haven't maybe heard that first episode, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and your business.
1: Um. So, uh, Jensen, um, I run Jensen Lawn Care,
2: <clears throat>
1: and uh, so I started out kind of. I feel like everyone, especially if they're a, um, uh, owner-operator, we kind of start when I was young. Um, you know, started with my brother. He wanted to earn some money for a car before he went off to school, mm-hmm. and my dad asked me around for clients and our. Um, church congregation and just around town, like the older ladies in the war uh, in the in the town. Yeah, and just kind of grew that way. And Then we did our front lawn and started getting in the sprinklers and sod and all those things, and just kind of slowly grew over a while. I would come back during the summers and and work and to save and that paid for my college, and then. When I graduated, I graduated with a business management degree. I went down to Utah to the whole desk job and really didn't like it. And I, at that same time, working with someone else in my apartment, in my church for landscaping, really loved doing that instead of my desk job. Then my parents went on a mission and I came back and took over the business and I've been running it ever since
0: oh wow that's awesome and just to um kind of refresh people as well uh you're in washington state is that correct
1: yep yeah i'm in othello washington so i'm on like the southeast corner of washington so like three and a half hours away from seattle okay um and like about an hour away from the Idaho border and about an hour away from, or an hour and a half away from the Oregon borders.
0: Oh, okay. Kind of
1: so. right in the middle of the desert area. Not, <laughs> it's not rainy over here. Oh, okay. It's sagebrush and farmland. It's not, <laughs> not anything over like on the West side.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I was going <clears> to <throat> just ask, because uh, it was like, I said, it's been three years since uh, we last spoke and uh, I couldn't remember exactly um, if the, The weather was the same. I know uh, uh, people traditionally think of, uh, you know, the Pacific Northwest and all of Washington being the same uh, there. But there are pockets, uh, like you said, um, with you. And I know uh, uh, another person uh, that uh, some people might be familiar with, Jason Ambro from Ambrose Landscaping. He's actually on the West Coast, like um, really by the ocean there. And uh, he's in a pocket, too, where he says they don't get a lot of rain uh in his uh, uh particular area so yeah interesting just little uh areas uh there uh, but uh, everybody's uh uh you know familiar with seattle and, and the amount of rain and, and i'm always talking about rain because that's all we get <laughs> all the way yep. uh, up uh, I,
1: and yeah uh, all the time when you're like oh yeah like you have to mow in the rain i'm like usually if it rains here i don't like if it's a little light drizzle like I'll you know if i, I get caught up and i have like four more logs to do, i'll just kind of push through it but like Usually if it rains here, I'm like, okay, I'll stop and it'll it'll be a little bit and then I can, or I'll push it to the next day and kind of pick it up there. But yeah, we don't get as much rain as you guys do.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, and even here, like when it does rain, unless it's like torrential, which has been happening more and more often the last three years I would say definitely I think climate change is is a real thing Um, just with the amount of snow that we've gotten here where we traditionally wouldn't get snow the heat waves that we're getting that we normally wouldn't get um, and then just the rain just seems so much heavier at times Um, but normally it doesn't last very long throughout the mowing season so it'll be like a heavy downpour for a minute or two uh and then it kind of tapers off and goes to just kind of a lighter rain that I can work through but when it's definitely heavy I'll I'm like running to the truck and and hi- <laughs> and, and hiding cuz it's like no way man <laughs> Yeah, and then you got to go change all your wet clothes. Yeah, 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 and I'll do that. Usually sometimes halfway through the day or whatever, come home and just like, once it starts uh, getting through the rain gear and stuff, it'll work its way through like the stitching and stuff, and uh, little by little, and then you notice uh, your under, like your clothes that you're wearing under, you start getting heavier and heavier, (laughs) and you start getting colder and colder. It's like, yeah, it's time (laughs) to change. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Get some dry clothes.
0: So three years since we last spoke, and uh, as I mentioned uh, there in the introduction, uh, we had a pandemic happen the last couple years. Uh, So how was that for you um, uh, in your business?
1: Um. So, um, kind of when, kind of listening to you, of kind of like when you were kind of going through it, I kind of had the same. thing happened i had one person drop and kind of like you i was like all right here it goes like yeah like, i was so freaked out when that happened like because this is my full-time job
2: mm-hmm. like
1: that's that's all i do and so you know i have a wife and two kids and i'm like oh my gosh like everyone's gonna drop because everyone's gonna be at home they're all gonna mow their own lawn and i'm gonna be I might have to get a job at McDonald's or something like that mm-hmm. to make it by or something. I was so freaked out. Like I was so concerned and I had one person drop, and then I gained through for that year. Wow. Maybe like four or five, something like that. So like, kind of like, I kind of feel like almost everyone in the industry that if they did drop a couple, they did drop a couple, but they gained more back
2: mm-hmm. from
1: the pandemic. Cause we're like, Cause with all everyone being at home, they look at their yard. Oh, I want this change. I want this change. Or like, Oh, hey, I want this. Yeah. So it just kind of blew up. And like, um, I actually did better that year, of course, than the previous year. Like every year I've slowly up and up and up, mm-hmm. like have gone, um, more clients, more income and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, with, with COVID, I was so freaked out. Um, you know, possibly, like, lose the business, go bankrupt or something like that, but it turned out to be a really, really good year that's for the awesome. business. And yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I can say, the same, like, I, like you mentioned as well, right? Pretty similar uh, with how I was, and it seems to have just continued um, the last, um, you know, e- you know, working through the the pandemic the last two years or so, and uh, going to last year and all that sort of stuff, and it's just been, like, yeah, it's just been crazy. Um, the only thing that uh, uh, has been sort of bad about it, uh, but I guess on the flip side, it means that it's good, is that my tax bill has been way bigger. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. Too to, at the end yeah. of the year, because it's like, oh man. <laughs> that's yeah. a that's uh, a big I bill, guess, uh, but I guess it means I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, no. So, some of my friends kind of think that they're like, oh, you're your own business owner, and like, like, you can work whenever you want. and yeah, there's some truth to that. but I'm like, I also pay more taxes than you.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I
1: have the business taxes and personal taxes like it, it's a lot more stressful and everything, but yeah, just like with you, like I've slowly been increasing my prices, so yeah. like yes, I've had to pay more taxes, but like I've adjusted for that so I have the money to pay the taxes and still have kind of the the cream on top that I can take home. So
0: mm-hmm yeah it's uh one of these things have you noticed um with uh, your like own costs and stuff um this last year especially like fuel prices and stuff were pretty crazy. How did that <laughs> affect
1: oh that that is like so um I think the last time I interviewed you like i oh sorry you interviewed me <laughs> um, you uh, I increased the prices like for a couple of my clients, but really 2020. 2021 and especially in 2022, I've raised um all of my clients every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple of them were like dramatic, like ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of like you know, a couple I lose, I lost those. But yeah, there was one where I increased their price like fifteen dollars,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like from thirty five to forty five, and I'm like, hey, like th- this is what it has to be. Like my dad was doing it for this price, but he had school to kind of um to kind of support it and I don't have that. And she was like, Oh yeah, I totally understand. He's been mowing it for 30 bucks for, you know, like 15 years or something like, I I totally understand. And so I, I slowly learned starting in the pandemic. I started just always increasing it. And, you know, when you do that, of course you're kind of concerned like, Oh, like, you know, like I don't want to ruin this relationship with them, but kind of like what you said and what other YouTubers have said of like, you know, approach them and like if you have a good relationship with them, they're going to understand. Yeah. And because, um, of course, you don't want to burn a bridge and like just kind of blow up on them because then that word gets around and then you'll have a bad reputation for your business and yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 2020, I increased my prices and then 2021, I cre- increased more than even 2022. I was thinking about possibly not increasing it, but I'm like like, again, with you and others. Like this is actually the best time to increase it because you have this huge big excuse of um, gas prices and everything but like just shooting through the roof. Like, and if you don't raise it now, it's going to be harder next year if the if the gas doesn't increase. Yeah. As much as it did, or like you know whatever. Maybe if it goes down, they're like, well, the gas went down, so you should go down on your price, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, I shouldn't raise it last year, so um, so the pandemic was like kind of good with. Uh, help me know my worth and like charging the right prices. And, and I kind of feel, um, in this industry, that's like probably the hardest thing I know all the influencers have been talking about, like, you know, know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers, but they're saying it because it's so important. Mm-hmm. Because if you can dial that down, then one, you can work less and make the same amount of money yeah. and provide. And, you don't work yourself to death and like, yeah, my husband worked at whole hotel, never saw him except during winter time or something like that. Like mm-hmm. you, you can have the opportunity to make more money and still spend time with your family.
0: And yeah, stuff. absolutely. It's one of those things. Um, I get questions all the time from people uh, starting out and stuff like that. And one of the questions that I absolutely hate is when people ask me, uh, how many clients do you have? And it's like, you're asking the wrong question <laughs> mm-hmm. because you're yep. you're going to judge me on the amount of clients that I have, but you don't understand the actual formula for what it really, um, you know, quote unquote, makes uh, a business successful, and that's profitability. So it doesn't matter if I've got a hundred and fifty clients, and I'm you know. Uh, charging, you know, uh, undercharging and all that sort of stuff and barely making money. Or, you know, if I'm somebody like Paul Kamara, who has 20 clients, but is making a fantastic living from those 20 clients. So, yeah, it's one of those things uh, people just don't understand. And, you know, they judge a lot of businesses based on that number. Uh, But like I said, once you Mm -hmm. know your numbers and you know what to charge and you're more profitable, you find that you can work less. Um, do less clients, have less headaches and be still making more money than you would trying to kill yourself, you know, getting to a, uh, you know, much larger number of clients uh, and just trying to whip through a day and, and, you know, doing that. And that's the way I've always done it and sort of increased my prices more and more. Um, And that's how I'm able to just do for me uh, the three days a week of mowing and then just doing the other stuff uh, on the other days, uh, the hedges and things like that. Um, and it's worked out uh yeah. to...
1: and, and kind of going along with that is I remember when I first started, I kind of got up in that numbers game of like, Oh, like if, if I talk to, you know, maybe other, other long guys and stuff so like, Oh yeah, I have like 35, okay. Well, like kind of nothing until you get to 50 yeah. and then you know, I got to 50, like, Oh, you're not, you you don't have much until you got to 80 or to a hundred. Yeah. And I kind of got in that game of like, Oh yeah, I, I need to get this many. I get, I need to get more and more and more and more. And then I, like again, I was just running, doing stuff for not the right price. Super, super cheap. Just because like when I, then when I talked to people like, Oh yeah, I have 89 clients. And then like realizing, yeah, I have 89 clients, but I'm only making the same profit I would if I had 60 priced right
2: mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
1: So I, I, I up in that numbers game of like oh well, like when when i talk to someone i gotta i gotta get to 75 so i can like yeah i i, I got 75 clients
2: so
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> It's one of those things. Now, of course, if you can get $7,500, and they're all priced right, then, you know, that's a completely, you know, different ballgame than, you, you know, with your employees yeah. and stuff to help uh, take care of it. But my point is for, like, a single owner operator that you don't have to focus so much on that, um, that you can, uh, you know, niche down on really good, high-quality clients and uh, make a good living uh, dealing uh, with yeah. just those. Do you, um, how do you handle your, like, billing for your uh, clients? Do you do, like, for me, I do the credit card on file thing how do you do that
1: um so i kind of still do like i have had people starting to pay with i so i use YardBook. okay yeah. um i think i talked about that on the last interview podcast um so i do still use YardBook. book i use the free one i'm thinking upgrade to the premium one um but i have had i think this year probably seven or eight of my clients so about 10 percent of my clients like um, pay like with the credit card. Okay. I want to eventually get to the point, like with you, where like I charge it at the end of the month and just, yeah, like I kind of have control of that instead of, cause, cause as of right now, I kind of do the thing that I've always done is I bill at the end of the month, I send it out, it, it paid by the end of the pr- next month, and then I keep sending it out. And I know, I know that's probably not the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. I keep, I keep doing that because as of right now, I think I calculated it up. Um, I still technically have twenty thousand dollars out for mm. <laughs> for collection yeah, yeah. that for la- from last lawn season. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, I need to get that money like of, like paid. Yeah, and so like, but like, of course, like kind of just the way again the way I run my business. Like, I have the majority of my clients do pay, like either at the beginning of the month. I actually have like probably. Five or eight uh, uh probably six six of those clients that I like, pay at the very beginning of the month, two of them actually pay at the very beginning of the year for the whole year. I love that oh wow. um, but my clients at the end of the month send it out, and then usually I get paid by the end of the next month and then I send out another bill so i like, I do um see that I do need to be better in that area. Um, as of right now, I'm kind of still doing kind of the lag. I, and right now I just send it out through emails. I don't do the paper invoices that for, I think two clients. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, we need a paper trail. And so I'm like, well, <laughs> a digital, per, a digital trail is actually probably better than a paper trail because mm-hmm. a paper trail can get lost in the mail and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So as of right now, I just use yard book and, um, again, some of them pay through, credit cards there some most of them just pay through check but like i send out the bill Mm -hmm. through the email about three to five days later i get the majority of um all my bills paid with it's working right now um but i do see the change of like no one pays with checks anymore like i don't pay i don't pay the checks anymore like a a couple things i pay with cash but like everything's auto auto taken out of my bank account. Yeah, yeah, I pay with a credit card, stuff like that. So I'm like, well, if everyone else does it, well, I, I could do it too. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, checks are one of those things. I ran out of checks, um, maybe like two years ago or something. And then there's a couple of things that still need checks, like when you're setting up, like a deposit or something like that. Like whether it's in, for here, at least yeah. like for an insurance company or something, they're like bringing a canceled check or avoid check um so that they can get uh-huh. the information off it and stuff so that's like the only time i'll use checks and i ran out so i had to order checks from the bank and it was ridiculous it was like 90 dollars or something for like this pack of checks and stuff and i was like what the heck like I don't, for one i don't need like 300 checks and <laughs> it's like uh, just crazy it's like the only ones making uh, money off checks is the bank still printing them and, and charging crazy uh, I fees. they're keeping
1: them i still alive a little
0: bit to make some money. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to have a, a little bit of a change this year with my business in terms of a payment system. Um, I'm doing, I'm still doing the credit card on file, but what happened was when I was originally with the franchise company, when I started, I had this, um, I was with this company called global payments and they were charging me um depending on the credit card that was used um so and i never knew what the rates were so i would get like just varying bills and if a customer paid with like some high rewards like gold card or something like that then i would pay much bigger uh, rates and stuff for that particular transaction um so it was total mess. And then I found this other company when I switched and started doing my own, um, brand when I left the franchise company and they would do like a flat rate fee where I would pay just one single fee every month, the same fee, and I could charge unlimited credit cards with it. And I had that for 10 years. It was fantastic. And then that company two years ago sold, uh, we're not going to do like in the merchant services anymore. So they sold and they ended up selling that part of the business back to the original company that I was dealing with before. So I was like, Oh <laughs> man, like I hate these guys. I don't want to deal with these guys. Uh, but they said, Oh, you know, your prices won't change and stuff. So for the last two years that it's been under this, that old company again, it's been fine. But then in November I got my bill and it was like, uh, Two hundred and fifty bucks in fees. where normally, I was paying like seventy dollars a month um, every month. Uh-huh. So I called uh-huh. them up, and they're like, "Oh, we had like a two-year grace period once we took over, um, but that ended. So now you're back to the the original. We're not doing the thanks, the, the fl- thanks for telling. You. Yeah, yeah. No warning, <laughs> no nothing. Right. So I basically going back to the. The fee system and stuff. So I was looking and going, oh, so mad. I was like, I'm gonna have to, you know, find some other company. And I was looking at all these like other options that you see out there, the Squares and and all that sort of stuff that have, um, you know, uh, and PayPal and all these things, anything that can do credit card payments. But they're all, you know, they were doing like a flat rate, but it was like a three percent, three and a half percent, whatever per transaction. And um, the company they actually sent me the rates, so it was actually it's actually still cheaper to stay with them even though it's more expensive than it was before um, because there's some credit cards like MasterCard that I will be paying 3% on but then some like Visa where it's only 2%. Whereas if I switch to like a square or something like that, it's like three and a half percent across the board for every credit card. So I was like, well, if I still yeah. stay with these guys, it's still going to save me money, even though it's going to be more expensive uh, than it was before. It's, it's still cheaper. So I haven't figured I'm going to have to have do maybe another price increase or something this year to um, absorb that. Cause obviously my, my rates are going to go up uh, uh, for credit card transaction fees. Um, probably what at least double, um, you know, from what I was paying before uh, per month so that'll be uh, yeah
1: and, and that's what I was kind of learned with like because again I like I use yard book and they have it's through stripe okay yep yeah. and like when they pay, when they pay on there there right now I think it's like three percent but then there's like I think like thirty or forty cent like processing fees so, like yep. i I've told several like, several of them like hey can you take credit card I'm like I do take credit card. But you like you have to pay the three percent fee and the, mm-hmm.
2: the
1: processing be on top of that. And some of them say like, "Oh, okay, n- never mind." And yeah. but again, several of them say like, "Oh yeah, like I do that with." Like it's just kind of like some of them have accepted like you no know, every credit card if you pay with credit card, it's an extra three percent. Yeah. And so some of them just totally accept that like oh yeah. But then some people are like, no and. And then for me, like I understand that from my perspective of like, okay, yeah, like it's going to be 150 bucks. Oh, actually it's going to be like 156, you know, whatever, because of a 30% fee. And like, for me, I'm kind of fine with that with some things, but some things like, you know, especially if a bill gets to a thousand dollars, like 3% thousand dollars is, oh wait, is 300 bucks or Mm -hmm. 30 bucks.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, I'm not like I could use that some, so I, I've, I've wanted possibly in the next couple of years, I've told people this, that if I um, keep increasing the prices that I am as of right now, like, you know, five bucks per year or, or some of them like two, two dollars and fifty cents every year, that I can get to, if I eventually get up to the right price point, then I can eat that. Mm -hmm. but i kind of told them i'm like i can't hit that three percent cost on all across the board i'm like i I can't i can't do that right now i'm small business Mm -hmm. and so like i I kind of have looked for yours of like is there someone that just charges a flat rate and i think i I probably there, there probably is one out there that i can go with but like um just as of right now it's not like a super um relevant thing of like i have to like I have to find the right company right now like i'm still kind of slowly searching but uh, i'm thinking about upgrading in, of yard book because i think if you have the premium version of YardBook, they only charge you like two percent yeah, like yeah. across the board instead of like three percent plus the fee and all that kind of stuff so um i, I agree with you that like you know they're they get the money of the three percent whatever but we also kind of got to shop around and make sure it's right for us of finding yeah. the right person that we can still make money for ourselves at a price that they're required.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 one thing when I was talking to the, the company um, and trying to like figure it all out, they pointed out as well that um, they were actually saying, well, you know what, it's actually probably going to be, it'll be more, but it's probably going to be a lot closer than you think because they're like on the flat rate fee throughout you don't work in the winter but you were still paying that 70 bucks a month throughout the winter because that was part of the deal was it's flat rate all year long whereas the three percent you're only paying it when you charge the cards so if you're not working in the winter and you're not charging cards you're not paying anything so there's going to be three four months Mm -hmm. for me that i'm not working that i'm not paying any fees for credit cards so they're saying you know when you actually you know calculate that all together um you know it's probably it's a lot closer. Um, than what you're expecting. And then I had somebody else, uh, actually, uh, this week, DM me on Instagram asking how I uh, well, how I handle the fees, if I absorb them for my customers, or if I charge them extra, um, like you were saying, adding that 3% on top and stuff. And for me, I said to him that, um, you know, I want everybody to pay by credit card. It's the only option I give people. So I don't want to add the fee as an extra thing on top, because then people like you said, some people will be like, "Well, never mind. I don't want to pay by that. I'll pay cash. I'll pay this." And then it's I'm back to square one of having to chase money and waiting for people to pay me and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> uh, so it's yeah. like, I, for me, it's worth paying the credit card fees. And I'm, you know, so I'm not even going to mention it. I'm just going to include it in the price per mowing um and just raise the prices three percent across the board for everybody and uh, you know for the people that pay by mastercard and i'm charged three percent then they're paying what i pay for the people that you know are paying visa and i'm only being charged two percent well then i'm you know making an extra one percent on that uh you know those jobs or whatever uh, but then it kind of uh, balances out throughout uh, the year but that's how i'm thinking uh, i'm going to uh, handle it just to keep it uh, uh, the same, it's just a, a cost of doing business, right? Just same as your cell phone and insurance and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, it's sort of yeah. b- absorbed or by and, all the clients. And, and kind of like with
1: kind of going on with that kind of like tagging it to me is that like, if I would have paid, have all my pains paid through already, I wouldn't be waiting on $20,000 to get to me. It's like, I would like granted if yes, I wouldn't have made all of it, but I would have had, the majority of it already at like in my disposal, in my bank account and like, you know, just sitting there for the spring or the winter or like whatever I need it for Yeah. instead of just sitting here being like, all right, like, are you going to pay? Are you going to pay? Are you going to pay? <laughs> and, and that's, and, and, and that's one thing like, I, you know, I've talked to my wife, I've talked to, you know, several of my siblings and other business people is that, um, like having it to where, okay, um, this is how I'm gonna bill it, you know, at the end of the month. Like, like some people say, like you know, you should bill at the beginning of the month. But it's it's hard to do that with residential because well, technically you're supposed you're supposed to bill four times, but you only three times. So you should give me you should give me a re- partial refund or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. And I'm like, well, it, like if I bill at the beginning, of, like the beginning of the month, like I do with several of my clients, I'm like I I take their what I've them for like the past five ten years. I'm like, okay, this is what we. have well, we normally have, we normally have like, you know, 28 to MOS. and a lot of times I kind of figure that like, Hey, 30 MO's. So technically if you get like two extra mos like it's kind of free. And, and that's one thing I've like tried to sell people on is like, Hey, if you pay at the beginning of the month or if, Hey, I'll bill it at the very beginning of the month and you have a flat rate all year long, but it's over 12 months. Mm-hmm. And that's actually appealing to a lot of people because they're like, just the same every month, instead of in the spring when I rate aerate, well, pre-emergent, um, and twice, like do all that stuff, it's you know a seven, eight hundred dollar bill. Yeah. And they're like, oh wow, that's a lot. Instead of like having that versus, oh, it's two hundred fifteen dollars or two hundred fifty bucks all year long, flat mm-hmm. rate. Like I like if if there's a month that has five mows in it and aerate and fertilize, it's not going to be more than it would. If you just paid all year long, mm-hmm. and so, um, so I, I've been I've been kind of moving toward that a little bit, kind of like selling that, and a lot of people like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I don't want to pay at the beginning. That didn't work for me. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want to ruin my reputation. And like, if I screw you over, you go and like you screw me over by spreading a bad reputation about me, and then no one wants to be my client, and then. And then I'll go bankrupt, and i out of the business. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I I don't want to ruin there is one this relationship with you, but my relationship with a future client. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And so just kind of finding that balance of, um, of trying to get them to pay or like you know use credit cards on file to be able to get all the money that you des- like you deserve. Yeah. Instead of. Kind of of like me right now, kind of just sitting and waiting. But oh yeah, what I was going to talk about is next year, putting a fee of like if you don't pay within 30 days, you're going to get a five percent charge. Mm -hmm. If you don't get pay within 60 days, it's a 10 percent charge. And like make it as a a pain point to say to get them to pay as fast as they can because that's what everything else is. Is like if I don't pay my rent, I'll buy a certain day. Every day after that, I'm charged two percent. Yeah. on like no matter what every single day and same with a phone bill same with you know utilities or like water it gets shut off if yeah. you don't pay within a certain time frame yeah, and yeah. so i'm like our, our we're we're a professional business we should kind of almost expect
0: of our clients as others expect of us so. yeah yeah absolutely um with me uh with a credit card on file like say most obviously 90 percent of the time it works out Perfectly, I charge a credit card. There's a couple of times a month um, at the end of the month where a credit card is expired, um, or you know they've canceled the credit card because a fraud or something has happened on it, and they just you know haven't told me or whatever. Um, so I email the client and tell them, hey, your credit card got declined. And then most cases they're like, oh yeah, sorry about that. Here's the new number. You know, had to cancel it. There was some fraudulent charges or whatever the, the case may be. Um, and then there's a couple times I've had where the the client. You know, doesn't well, they do, but they'll it still comes back to client. They're like, oh yeah, try it again tomorrow or whatever the case may be. There's one in particular, one client that um, it's happened a couple times this year um, where it seems like every month their card comes back to client and it's because they're it's a business card and they're maxing out. They're a contractor, so they're putting all the supplies and materials and stuff on this credit card. So uh-huh. by the time I charge, go to charge it, it's always maxed out already. So I'm having to wait for the payment to go through and sometimes, and I've gotten really close to like it's like okay we're getting into like the next week and a thing and I'm like well I guess you're not getting mowed this week because <laughs> like I'm not going <laughs> past, it. yeah it's like I'm not going past one week without you know going into the next mowing and in, in your owing um, thing your your card has to be your count has to be cleared before I start the next uh, month's mowing because everybody else's is as soon as the month is done I charge their credit cards that night and we're back to zero with everybody across the board. Um, So that there's never any sort of outstanding balance past, you know, that, that next month uh, to go. Um, It's sort of how I've I've been pretty, um, pretty hard (laughs) on terms of that part of it. uh, uh, Being a stickler on that, uh, not uh, doing that, but uh, it's tough. You don't want to... Lose good customers and stuff. So there's some where you got to have patience, like this one. And it's like, oh, it's so annoying that um, it seems like every month it's always declined. And every month I have to wait and keep trying it every day because he's like, try it again, try it again, try it again. <laughs> like, dude, can you just give me a different yeah. card to, to charge? <laughs> like, this is getting an- personal one or something. Yeah, it's getting annoying. um I'm just going to take a quick break here and play uh, our uh, sponsored ad. And then uh, we'll get into um, some of the changes and stuff uh, that you've made in your business. So uh, we'll get into that uh, right after this. So stay tuned. Choosing the right equipment also means getting service and support you can trust. Hi, it's Michelle with the Xmart customer service team. We are committed to giving you the expert technical support necessary to keep your equipment performing at its best. Reach us by phone, email or social media on any weekday and we will respond quickly with advice you can trust because it comes straight from the folks who built your machines. Visit xmark.com to learn about Xmark's industry-leading service and parts support. All right, so you mentioned uh, in your uh, DM to me uh, about uh, a bunch of changes and stuff that you've made in your business. Um, so let's uh, talk a bit about that. Uh, what were you doing before uh, and uh, how has your business changed over the last three years?
1: Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, the last time I talked to you, that's when I had uh, John Deere, the nine twelve um riding mower, like with the big old bagger and everything. Yep. And um one HR two sixteen. And then I think I, I that's when I also bought my stand on um John Deere 636 M um 36 stand on 36 inch stand on mower. Okay. Um I so I've gotten like I actually technically still have it um in front of my shop covered up right now, covered in snow. Um but I've actually gone the way of the walker mower. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and so, um, and, and, I, and some people, um, like some people I know, like they're like, Oh, you're just trying to be like this company with that more. I'm like, well, actually I, I, um, so when I was in college, um, I would come back for mowing here, but then actually at college, I got a job on the ground, um, maintenance crew. And, that's all that they had. They had walker mowers, but they're all fitted with high dumps. Yeah. So they're like lifting to the bed of the truck. Mm-hmm. And then all their trucks had dump, dump beds. And I remember the um, semester going up there and then coming back. I'm like, we're doing it all wrong. Because it was a big, um, the John Deere big bag. You know, those three huge um like cloth bags and whatnot and that we would take that and what we would do is we would put them into like the i think they 30 gallon or 40 gallon um like trash cans like big huge ones mm-hmm. um and so we would load them up that way and then um at the end of the day we'd go around and collect them all take it out of town and then dump all the cans individually one by one and like that was just so so much work and so um I kind of saw the efficiency of like, and kind of the um, the ease is that um, on campus we had a very um, um, big turnaround or turnover every single semester. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, twenty people would leave and twenty new people would come in, and to be able to like, if it was with baggers and stuff, it would be really hard to convince people like, oh yeah, come come. Come cut grass and everything mm-hmm. and it's gonna be really physically um enduring for you. But um with the high dump mowers, like you don't get off the mower, you just mow, it beeps when it's when it's full, yeah. press the button, it dumps, and then you keep going. And so um I bought my first walker mower <clears throat> excuse me, in twenty twenty. Um and so I bought so that year I kind of bought a walk mower. A stand-on, um, aerator, the Toro, uh, I think it's the 26-inch one, but so, like with the wheels and everything, it could fit through a 36-inch gate. Um, and then, um, also in 2020, I bought a tractor, so like a John Deere tractor, uh, 2025R, and, um, like that's like kind of what I started with, and then eventually, actually, just this past year, 2020, I bought my second and third Walker mower. Um, so now I have two that have high dumps, and I actually ordered another one for the third Walker mower to have a high dump. Yeah. And so I'm kind of going the way of the Walker mowers just because, like, especially this past year, um, my dad, like, you know, COVID, and everything, they came back from their mission early because they were my dad right now is like 73 Mm -hmm. or or I think he's 73 about to turn 74 or something like that. Um, and for me having the Walker mowers, you know, a seven year old can go out and like, he can mow lawns all day with me because he just sits on the Walker mower, pushes a button, it dumps, he keeps mowing and I just do all the trimming, blowing kind of all around him.
2: Yeah.
1: And, um, kind of, Cause a couple times at school when I was on the grounds maintenance crew is I was like, I was just super sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got um, the swine flu like back back when I was in college and I, I could heart like, again, I was actually out for like two weeks, but then when I eventually got back, I had zero energy. Um, and I at least I could at least mow all the lawn okay. because it was that Walker mower. And yeah. so I kind of saw that. I'm like, even if I'm, and actually after a couple of times this year, is if my, you know, my dad was gone and it was just me and I was super, super sick, I'm like, well, if anything, I can get all the mowed. Maybe I skip a trim in this week, you know, and sometimes i find fine, you know, with the, um, the summer. But I'm like just kind of investing in those to where even if I feel like crap or I can't do a lot of stuff, I can at least get everything mowed. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and another thing I bought actually is a dump insert, like yep. the buyers dump insert for my truck. And so what I do is I just, as soon as it beeps, go to the truck, dump it in. At lunchtime, I go dump that and then um, come back, hook up. Um, then at the end of the day, dump it again. Um, and so it, it, I've kind of automated the business to where one person can most be long that week and not really strain themselves too much. You have if you're doing um, edging and trimming and all that kind of stuff. You know, you got all that walking to do. But for the majority, it's very, very low impact of getting all the lawn mowed nice. um, and done. Yeah. Um, and then so so that's on the lawn mowing side. Um, well, I kind of also with the lawn lawnmowing side, I've also kind of kind of gotten how you are. I've kind of gone the way of the battery. Like oh. I, I first um first tried um the DeWalt, um string trimmers and the Cobalt string trimmers and um you know the steel string trimmers when they first came out but those that kind of battery powered ones and they like for me when i trim like trim at a jog or like a very 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 fast walk and um those ones just weren't up to par with that like if they okay. just did, were doing your home one just one lawn once a week; L- those could not get by. Like, but to, for the professional level, that battery power wasn't there yet. Okay. Um, but this year in yeah, 20, end of twenty twenty one, beginning of twenty twenty two, that's when I started investing into battery powered handheld equipment and everything. Okay. So I got now I have a steel
2: mm-hmm.
1: FSA one thirty five R, so just a dead designated string trimmer yep. with those like the AP 300 batteries. Um, and then I also have a FSA KMA KMA R, um, uh, kind of the, the, com- the electrical combo system. Okay. And that is amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: Excuse me. I got a <clears throat> oh, no problem. Man. Um, yeah. But I, with the, with those ones, that is so awesome. Like, of course, you know, when I first started it, like I was trying to do it on the low setting. But for me, the steels I run like run on like the highest highest power, mm-hmm. and I do go through four to five of those batteries a day. Mm-hmm. Like I drain every single one of them down. Yeah. But um, and granted, I probably could do. Um, you know, probably with three batteries, like two up until lunch, charge one during lunch time with the wrap-up, and then finish off the afternoon or so. Mm-hmm. But I have four or five, just like, um, just in case. Like, you know, I, I get to a lawn, I check and see it has one bat, uh, one bar, or two bars left. I'm like, well, this is a bigger lawn. I don't want to get to the very far property and it be done. I could just put in one of those fresh ones. fresh batteries, yeah. and I could just go out after have to worry about running out of power and so um string trimmers have come a long way i feel the again i haven't tested all the new ones like all the other brands come out you know like echo and um husqvarna yep. and all those other like all those big battery powers that they're coming out with now i i've i've tested the fsa from steel and that is awesome like it has the power of gas none of the the things like you know the because anytime i listen to a podcast with the handheld equipment i really couldn't hear the podcast like you know your your podcast like is it like right next to my ear engine blaring at the you know um, (laughs) two-stroke accessible noise i'm like ah wait what did he say Press go back. Okay, he said, like, don't trim for a little bit. Okay, he said that. Okay, now I can trim again. Yeah, so yeah. I. The battery power is really, really great, and especially this year, almost going fully electric with all my handheld stuff. I went through so much le- less mixed fuel, and that was so nice. Not having to like again, it's 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 a job and you got to mix it up and stuff. So I'm like just having to put all the batteries in the truck that day yep. and not have to worry about mixed mm-hmm. gas all day long. Yeah. Except for my backpack floor but a two and a half gallon mixed fuel would last me two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. So like I would fill up my mixed gas twice a month.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I'm like, that was just so much more <clears throat> less of a hassle. And with my dad, the bat, like he still doesn't want to admit it that batteries, are like, getting really good now because yeah. I had him. Tr- uh, He's trimmed with it, and, that, and that's also what I'm trying to get with this business is if I am like literally at work, literally, a 10 year old or 7 year old can just hop on and do it mm-hmm. like with the battery powered string trimmers. It's just you press the button and you trim. Yeah, yeah. For the locker mowers, you mow and then press the button to dump it that's it yeah like making it super super simple um and so like those are the things i've invested with my lawn care business i've i've gone more into snow um last time i was interviewed it i was just doing it with a shovel and a um snow blower but and i bought my tractor and i bought a back blade for that and i did more snow clients there well uh, well, actually, um, uh, actually, no way. I bought the tractor back in 2021. So in 2020 winter, I actually bought the attachment for the Walker mower to get into snow removal. Okay. So I got the implement hitch and the blade, and I started doing three properties with that. Granted, yes, it's. A- it's not the most efficient way, but I'm like, I've had this walker mower and it can do snow removal. I'm like, this is a great step into the snow removal. Yep. And so I started doing that. And then the tractor I bought in 2021 and started plowing snow that way. And then this year I bought a Polaris Ranger and put a blade on that. And that's what I do now. Oh, nice. And so. Um, so it's, it's looking a lot different than what it what it did three years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, definitely uh, growing and, and pretty um, neat to think, especially through. A pandemic um, and you know originally like, like you said you had the same initial thought with me with that first client canceling uh, at the beginning of the pandemic you're going oh no here it comes right and then just to see that you know uh, through it all not only did you survive and come through it but you're growing and you're making these equipment purchases and uh, growing your business that's awesome to see I have to say I'm, I am I don't have um Any need in my own business because I don't take clippings and stuff away for a high dump, but I'm totally jealous. (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah, something oh, that when it, i had my walker yeah it's something when i had my walker in 2007 um that was like oh that's so awesome like because uh in those early days um i was taking clippings and stuff away and i was like oh that would be so perfect to back up to the trailer and just hit a button and have it you know lift up over the trailers the high trailer sides and dump into the trailer and stuff that would be so cool um yeah, yeah just yeah it's just so so neat um uh, to do i want to on my navigator i want to um get the kit for the the power dump i don't they don't do a high dump but they do have the power dump kit um which i didn't uh-huh. get but i'm like oh man I, just that would save a lot of time um in a couple of properties that i have where um, they've got to dumping on site and uh so i yeah
1: that a big to, commercial one that you do yeah
0: and i you know got to get off the machine and and lift, up, open the door and lift it out and dump it. And then I got to shake it and all this sort of stuff and then pull forward, <laughs> then close it. It's like, Oh man, if I had the button, I could just not even get off the seat. Just <laughs> press the button. Uh, so, it, it, it sounds lazy, but yeah. it's just more efficient. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, that's the thing. And, Cause I, I, I told other people
1: like, I have the high dump. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, it's like, and for the high dump for the walkers, it's like 6,000. Like it used to be 5,000, now it's $6,000 with, you know, the cost of everything going up. Yeah. And I told them that, like, $6,000, like, you can just go back there, like, lift up the door, jump it, shit, kind of just what you just said, if I'm like, yeah, but it's more efficient. But some people think, like, that's just lazy. I'm like, no, like, it's just more efficient.
0: I can go faster. Yeah, get yeah, it yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> it's one of those one of those things, right? At least with that, um, you know, it's a piece of machinery. You're making money with it, um, so the option is a little bit more justified than say, you know, for that same money, um, uh, comes to mind. An option is like with Tesla's the full self drive is around that. That price range uh, to get like that full self driving and it's like well at least with the, the the high dump you can you know you're making money off of that it's a tax write off and all that sort of stuff and uh, it's going to mm. be a lot more efficient for you um, than uh, you know something else, uh, like the 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 Tesla full self drive which is cool but that's what I would uh, call lazy is like if you can't if you're sitting in a car and you can't even <laughs> you know, <laughs> drive put it put your, your hands on the wheel yeah you can't even <laughs> drive it yourself. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. Oh. Uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, wh- what, one other thing I wanted to say is like,
0: wh- like you just mentioned, like
1: you know, the beginning of the pandemic and being scared. Like one, also one of the reasons why I was scared is that um, at the beginning of February, tw- you know, before it actually happened, the very beginning of the month, I bought my um, my Toro aerator flush spreader. That's what I also used to spread fertilizer. Okay. But I bought that at the very beginning of the month and, you know, two weeks later the pandemic hit. And so like, part of me is like, crap. And I, I paid for it outright just in cash in those $12,000. So I was like, I literally just like paid for this. And now what if I don't use it all year long? Like literally I paid for equipment to sit. And so that's another reason like I was really scared for like, me and my family because I'm like, Oh, it's starting to warm up. Like, you know, I can, like, I can afford this, and then the pandemic, and like, crap, like, I'm gonna, like, I'm not even gonna use this all year long, like, what did I just do? Mm. But you know, of course, you know, it, it worked out, like, and I, I still use it today for aerating and fertilizing, so like, that's great. But, um, like one of the, one of the things with, I, I kind of learned like through the pandemic is you can't control everything, yeah, but you can control like you know and kind of like you know you've said it before and other people have said like being your own business owner you make your destiny like you're not tied to someone like okay um you work for me your destiny is going to be this so like i can be like hey if i pivot and i need to go actually do more landscaping or do more shrub trimming i can do that and kind of switch that way but um that's just one of the things that i kind of learned during the pandemic that like i just thought of when you're Talking there about the Tesla and everything, I'm like like we can make me yeah as as long as we're willing to put in the work for it, yeah and adjust
0: so. yeah, absolutely, so with your transition there with the battery powered stuff um you know you've come to the realization that uh, it is uh, just as good uh, as gas uh, have you had the same experience as me in terms of like do you do you ever this year was it like 100% you used the electric all year long or did you have times where you had to go to gas
1: so um so this year I, bought, I think I bought it in May. I think it was May sometime. I think it was middle May mm-hmm. is that when I first bought my FSA. So like, um, and, so, and we had a late spring, you know, with all that rain, like near the very end, like mm-hmm. usually by the end of March, like we're kind of dry out here and then starting April 1st or like, you know, second or third and we can March, we can get out and start working. But this year, it just kind of like, it was just really, really wet early on, um, like halfway through April. And so like, we didn't start to like middle of April. And so usually that first time I use the, the gas powered one, but ever since May, um, and May, June and July, it was kind of a 50, 50. I, because I didn't have the, ba- I only bought two batteries because like, that's all like, I bought the FSA, um, 35 R and I think they had one AP 300 SP battery, like the the most powerful battery. And then they had an AP 300 battery.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And with those two, I kind of figured I can get two longs per battery, um, three longs with the SP, but like two longs with the EP. Mm-hmm. And um, so of course that wouldn't last me a full day. So like I would, start off in the morning when it was like kind of a little bit cooler. Yep. Um, start off in the morning with electrical. And then usually by lunchtime or so, like already be using the gas powered one. But then as soon as more batteries starting to come in in like July and August, um, that's when I bought more and more batteries. And by the end of the season, um, it was just the electric string trimmer. That's all it was. And Again, that was just so fantastic. Cause, granted, there was like one day where I forgot to charge like two of the batteries. I'm like, crap! Like, I have to come home at lunchtime and make sure that, that put them on the rapid chargers and be able to hopefully get have enough juice to finish out the rest of the day. But um, so it was like 50. It was 50/50 at the beginning of the season, but by the end of the season, I was 100 And again, it was so nice just to throw all the batteries in the truck and just go one runs out, pop another one in, keep going. It was, and it was so nice. Granted, I did have to adjust a little bit because since it's, it's a different weight distribution Yep. Um, than the gas-powered one, you have to hold it just at a different angle. And at first, when I started doing that, I didn't have just those muscles yep. built, uh, the, the muscles built in the gas-powered configuration of the body. But then when I went to battery, I had to just like slightly change it, you know, a few inches one way or the other. And I just sort of had to build up those, those muscles. But once I did like, um, again, the battery powered one is less, um, heavy than the gas powered one. And so it was, it's just so nice to have Mm -hmm. that battery part. Again, I used to be fully against it because they first came out. I tried the DeWalt, the Cobalt, the steel, and I think one other one, Um, oh, the the eagle one. And now I'm, now I'm like, uh, they're actually up to par now. And it's so nice to, um, go battery powder, especially this year with the gas prices going through the roof. I know, I know I wasn't as much as you guys, like, you know, $7 or $8 per gallon where you were at, but still here in Washington, it was, I think it got to six something okay. maybe it was 659 or 669 at the, at the very peak and then yeah. like it it's slowly come down it's still high right now i think it's 369 mm-hmm. a gallon right now um but that's also another thing too is that i wasn't like granted it's only a two and a half gallon like that i would usually do um with the gas part but i'm like it's, it, like I haven't kept it up yet, but I'm like, I didn't spend as much as gas
2: this year because yeah. I
1: wasn't using that mix every single time. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I'm a I'm a believer in battery power now. I wasn't before, but I've been convinced that it has enough power.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you mentioned the uh, muscles uh, because that's the exact same experience I had with the Milwaukee. Uh, I would say that uh, in the beginning... It almost felt even uncomfortable uh, to when I first started using it. it. just didn't feel right, didn't sit right. Uh, my f- uh, forearms were sore uh, using it. But again, it's what you were saying there. It was the, the muscle memory uh, there of your body, uh, getting used to that new mm-hmm. piece of equipment because you're used to something that you've been using you know for a few years. Uh, but once uh, built up that muscle memory and, and figuring it out and, and going, then it was... Um, The same as, uh, you know, using uh, the gas machine in terms of comfortability. Um, And it was just, um, for me, it was just amazing to use. Like, uh, I was using the Milwaukee, so it wasn't rated for weather. Um, So I would switch to the gas uh, if it was a really wet day. Uh, and I always hated going back to gas. I was like, oh man, like, is there any way I can, you know, maybe I can throw a bag over the top or something to protect the battery (laughs) with this, because they're not rated for the rain and stuff uh, of that, you know, the Milwaukee ones in particular. Uh, I was like, oh man, I just hated using the gas, the smell, all this, the, all that sort of stuff was just, it just got on my nerves <laughs> after using the, the thing. It was just so nice, like, especially in the, you know, you get into the cold fall or early spring and stuff like that. And, you know, you're no issue starting the motor. You're not having to let it warm up. It's just pull the trigger and go, pull the trigger and go. Like everywhere, it was just so nice. And, and hearing your podcasts and stuff, so much clearer. And when you're walking between uh, spots, just made it so much uh, uh, nicer to do. And for me, throughout the whole year i used uh a gallon and a half of mixed fuel for the entire 2022 yeah. season that was all used uh, and it was just for those rainy days where it was just way too wet uh to use the battery power and i had to use as a, uh, the gas and then uh leaf cleanups at the end uh, of this season with the, the yeah. backpack blowers uh, that i used um for it so yeah it's uh, uh a little thing, like you said, not having to mess with mixed fuel and stuff like that. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's just so much nicer uh, to use the overall uh, experience. So
1: yeah, And uh, with, and, that, and as soon as I um, figured out, like, with the, the FSA, uh, or the um, FSA 135R, as soon as, like, I had a month with it, I'm like, I need a combi system. And so I went and then that's of course when they're all backwarded. So like it took two months to get here. So like August came around and I got the KMA. But it was just it it's just so nice to not be able to have that loud noise right next to your ear. And like mm. now with podcasts, like with the um the battery powered equipment, I actually have to not like usually I put it on full volume and like I would have to be like barely hear it or maybe not hear it at all. But now I'm like, oh, I actually turned my volume down a little bit because I was on the mower. Yeah. Now I'm on the trimmer, and I need to turn it down because it's not as loud. And so it's, it's just really nice overall.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. So um, <clears throat> coming up to the end here, I've uh, got a couple more questions uh, I want to ask you. <clears throat> so uh, the, the question, uh, uh, now that it's been a few years since I talked to you before, um, this is a question I normally ask uh, everybody uh, when I'm closing out uh, the podcast but uh warning um what would be your best piece of advice for people uh, just starting out in the business uh, now that you've uh, been through it a bit longer, uh, survived a pandemic have grown? um, You know, if somebody were to ask you, I want you to come at this from the the point of view that this is somebody that you know, and that you like, and that you only want to see the best for. So uh, Matthew, if somebody came up to you and asked you what would, uh, you know, they're thinking about starting a long care business. What is your best piece of advice for them?
1: Oh man. I, I would want to talk to them for hours to, <laughs> um, to get that invested. because like, I don't think there's just one piece of advice. Like, I think there's several things. Like, again, what a lot of influences have been saying, like, one, first, know your numbers, like, know your, and, and that's what I've slowly learned is like, you need to know your numbers and stay in your own, like, if I could actually say one thing, stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in, cause I remember when I first took over and I was, In the first couple of years, I would see people like, oh, well, they're getting that more, so I need to get another more, or they're doing that, so I need to do this. And the more I felt myself that I was comparing myself to other people, the more I wasn't essentially focusing on my business and again, my lane. And I've learned kind of focusing, excuse me, focusing on my lane is I've become more successful and more profitable because I'm like, I'm dialing down and I'm like, okay, this is my number. And mm-hmm. if people say no, then that's that. if they, And a lot of people say yes. I'm like, I'm kind of booked out for the rest of the year for, you know, install, uh, sprinkler installs and landscape stuff. Like, and I already have as many lawnmowing clients that I want. And so I, and I've gotten to that point because I've stayed in my own lane and so, okay, if I want business to look like this, I, I'm going to do this. And I put my nose to and just go at it and just kind of put blinders on instead of getting caught up in everyone else's race of like, oh, well, they got that client. They got that. Yeah, yeah. New oh, they, they got that. They got that. And so like, if I could narrow it down to one that I've really learned the past several years is just stay in your own lane and kind of mind you, your own
2: business. Yeah.
1: and <clears throat> And with that because and and, and kind of really i would say you know you know your numbers um and really find things that you want to do like granted you know when you first start out you kind of got to do the, the suck years where you're investing you're working a bunch but you'll get to a kind of a sweet spot like kind of like what you have said you've done is i'm kind of comfortable with this many lawns because it kills, I still have the flexibility to kind of get away during the summertime and do things with my family yep. and all those other things. Um, and that, and that's why I'm trying. I did a little bit better this year with it. And I hopefully, you know, this coming year I can do, I can do better about spending more time with family. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm almost to that sweet spot of like, okay, this many lawns, this many projects, but I still have family time. Um, so, um, really stick your head to the grindstone. Um, mind your own business, stay in your own lane and know your numbers. Like that. In a nutshell, I would love to have known that when I yeah. very first started because and, and oh, of course, you know, it's always a learning You know, when you're first starting out, you're going to learn. You're going to have pricing struggles. You're going to have, you know, bad clients. You're going to have super hard times. But I feel the more you go through that as a business owner, the more and more you know what works, what doesn't, and how you can overcome
2: things
0: yeah absolutely that's some uh, great advice the uh uh stay in your own lane and stuff uh, really hits home for me um you know i've talked about how in uh, 2015 uh, my trailer got stolen and uh when that happened i needed to um be able to you know just buy some pieces of equipment uh to get uh, you know onto mowing lawns uh, the very next day and uh you know while waiting for insurance and all that stuff to come through and so i went out and i just bought like a handheld blow a steel handheld blower and the combi system and stuff just to get by and uh I learned, uh, f- by having to use just the handheld blower, that's all I had uh, at the time that it was actually way more efficient for me to use just a handheld blower instead of using a backpack blower, which I had been using for five years previously on every job. And uh, just the way my trailer set up with the side door and stuff like that, it was just so much easier to not have to open the door all the way fully. I could just slightly open it, reach in, grab the handheld blower or that I couldn't do that with uh, the backpack blower. Um, I'd have to set the backpack blower on the ground, I'd have to start it on the ground, or the you know, I could then close the door with the, the handheld blower, I could put it on the, my trailer fender, um, lock the trailer, and then start walking with the blower and starting it as I'm walking. And I was like, wow, this is like fantastic. And for grass clippings, it's more than enough. But I remember seeing and feeling almost a little bit self conscious in the beginning, when other lawn care guys would come around, or they'd be working, and then they'd see see me with a handheld blower it was almost this like oh you know i feel inferior you know because i want to go to handheld blower and they would give me these oh, kind of sneer looks
1: Handheld blower, you're not as good as me
0: yeah yeah so but then i i start to think well no i'm actually like i prefer this like this is what i want to use uh, and so, uh, you know, insurance came through, uh, you know, got a backpack blower, got all this stuff, but it was like, I still continue to this day, uh, you know, 12 years later using just the, the handheld blower because it's like, it's way more efficient to, for me. And I only use the backpack blower, uh, for leaf season. So yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you in that, uh, stay in your own lane. So I've got, uh, one, uh, last question for you and it's an easy one. And that is how can people follow you online? Um,
1: so just Jensen Lawn Care, um, at, uh, uh, Instagram. Um, I remember last time I said I was going to start a YouTube channel and, um, kind of looking through all the other YouTubers and influencers, I'm like, and kind of what you, you've said, it takes a lot of, it's almost like its own monster and its own, Oh yeah. like, beast. <laughs> And, and I and I so much because I sh- I show my wife you know several like you know videos of like cutting tall grass or like you know edging and all that kind of stuff. She's like, that's so satisfying. I'm like, I know I want to make those, but I'm like, like to do that on just one lawn, you have to set up a camera here and then mow this spot and then got a the camera range, change the camera angle, yeah. mow that and all that kind of stuff. So I haven't gotten into YouTube. I eventually want to, you know, maybe when I have more time. <laughs> I don't know if I. Yeah. I know, I, I were, we have two kids, we're expecting our, our third actually in April this year during the spring rush. Um so I don't think I'm gonna have much time for that, but as of right now, it's just, uh, Jensen Lawn Care on Instagram, uh, then I also have a website, JensenLawnCare.com. Um, I am on Facebook, I don't really do Facebook as much, I think I just kind of post whatever mm-hmm. Instagram has on Facebook, so. And that's just also gentlemon care.
0: Awesome. <clears throat> so, uh, thank you very much, Matthew, for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. I was about to, hopefully it's not three years until we do our next interview.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed interview episode with Matthew Jensen from Jensen Lawn Care. I'll leave links in the podcast show notes uh, to his Instagram. Be sure to uh, go over there and uh, give him a follow and uh, follow him along on his uh, lawn care business journey and uh, see uh, how he'll be uh, continually uh, growing uh, in the next few years. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.